0: Hello and welcome to My Beloved and I podcast. I am your host and friend, Mercedes, and I am so excited that you are tuning in today. My desire for this podcast is to be wisely transparent about the true struggles a young woman faces throughout life. I want to share my story of salvation, encounter, and deliverance so that you can also begin to walk in your freedom. Welcome back, my beautiful people. This week, we are diving into a topic that I really felt strongly um, in my heart to share and talk about, and that is honoring God. So I want to pose a question before we get started, and that question is, have you ever wondered what it really means to honor God in our daily walk? a great question, huh? <laughs> so I think that at some point in our Christian walk, Holy Spirit begins to really plant the seed of a deep desire to honor the Lord. But what does that really mean? So today I want to discuss some areas in our lives that um, we could start implementing and things that we could start doing in an effort to start honoring God in, again, in our daily lives. So why do we want to do this? The Bible says that he is worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the power. And really, honoring begins in our heart. Um, it's a reflection of the value that we place on whether it's someone or something. Um, and when I was reading kind of like the definitions of honor and and what people would describe, Uh, honor to be, um, I read somewhere that said, we honor others to the degree that we consider their position and contributions significant. So some some of these people may include our parents, which actually the Bible does talk about honoring our parents. Maybe you were brought up in a way where having respect and honor for the elderly is something that's very important and people who are placed as authority over our lives. So this could be, um, just as an example, our bosses, our managers, um, the pastors in our lives, and spiritual leaders. And I want to start out by reading in Matthew 15, 8. This Bible verse says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So this teaches us that it is possible to think that we're honoring God according to what we express. So maybe the way we express ourselves and the way we behave, or honestly, like now social media is so huge, right? So by what we post, maybe we think that we are honoring God and giving God um, the glory, but is our hearts, is our heart truly honoring who he is in the correct way? I'm not at all saying that honoring God with our lips, with what we say, or even with what we share in posts, like, I don't think that's bad at all, if anything. You know, it's awesome to be able to share the gospel, but honoring God in our personal lives goes way deeper. Um, we know that the Lord looks at the heart, um, and he said that where, where our treasure is, so what we consider to be the most important, there is our heart, so... That's just something to think about. So I'm going to just briefly talk about um, about five things that I, you know, what I was studying and looking into five areas and things that we could do to truly begin to living a life that honors our God. Um, and I'm going to be reading a series of Bible verses to kind of back up these these areas. Um, so let's get started. Number one, I titled "Being Sexually Pure." And these are not in any particular order, so the first one, um, I want to start off by reading First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18 through 20. It says, "Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body. and in parentheses, I add and everything else <laughs> as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Amen. So there is more to sex than mere like skin to skin. Sex is much of a spiritual mystery as a physical act. Um, Any other form of sexual act what what it begins to do is damage the intended posture of being made in God's image. Um, it becomes a distraction and the more we partake in it, the more it consumes our time and thoughts. It kind of becomes like a like a weed if you will, if you will. You know, a weed that starts to grow out of control to the point that we start feeling like we are unable to control those desires. And it becomes more of and it appears to become more of a need than a desire in our lives. So if you are someone who struggles with sexual sin, whatever it entails, you know, it's it's something that that involves so many things, not just going back to the physical act of having sexual relationships, but um, any kind of sexual desire, be encouraged that the Lord wants to set you free and will rescue you uh, because He desires and He desires to help you honor Him in that area. Amen. So, the second point on here is tithing. So, in Proverbs 3 9, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first, first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Let's make one thing clear before I start talking about this. God does not need anything from us. The Bible says that he is the owner of silver and gold, but he uses this command to test whether or not money is something that we treasure more than him. So 10% um, is not very much. And it's a beautiful thing uh, that to see that God promises to bless us with more if we are faithful in the little. Uh, when we are vulnerable and analyzing our own hearts, again, going back to figuring out whether or not money is something that is highly important to us. Holy Spirit will begin to reveal the treasures, the true treasures of our hearts. And sometimes those things are not pleasing to God. So I personally started tithing when I was 14 years old, when I landed my first job. Um, And I have continued to, you know, make that a standard for my Christian walk. And as you know, I went through my schooling, through, through my college years, and then landed my first professional job. It became like it wasn't actually an issue or it wasn't hard for me to continue to do that. And I truly, truly believe that the Lord has been able to honor me, you know, and and being faithful to honoring him in this area. So that means like his word promises that I will not lack anything. So I've definitely seen that be fulfilled in my life just by simply following Um, that command. So I want to encourage you guys, if that's something that you've actually never done before to give it a try, I challenge you to give it a try and see how the Lord will multiply your finances. Okay. So number three here is delighting in the Lord. So Psalms 37, four says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is such a beautiful one, but also one of i think most challenging ones that has that that I have been able to experience. So delighting in something means to find pleasure in or be completely satisfied. This is the part that I'm talking about. With someone or something completely satisfied. Note that it doesn't say delight in the things God can do for you. It says delight in him. So when our hearts finally surrender to the fullness of our creator, we realize that nothing this world has to offer, the pleasures of this world, will ever satisfy us and fulfill us as much as God can do. So This doesn't mean that we don't get to enjoy the things and the pleasures of this world, like having community, having relationship with the people around us, or come on, enjoying a nice vacation, or again, buying like our dream car or building our dream house. That doesn't mean that we don't get to enjoy those things, but it's a question of how highly do we delight, um, delight in these things, the things of this world more so than we are delighting and finding pleasure and satisfaction in our God. Amen. This is a good one. And I could, I think we could definitely expand on all of these very much. So, um, for, for me, this delighting in the Lord was a huge one that honestly has to be like a daily choice for me, like a daily surrender. Lord, I surrender wanting to find pleasure and wanting to find the things of this world of more importance than having relationship with you. And honestly, I think that once we start allowing ourselves to to enjoy being in the presence of the Lord. It doesn't even become a competition. It doesn't even become a question of what is more satisfying and what is better because the presence of God will always be the best place. Better is one day in his house. Better is one day in his courts than thousands elsewhere. Amen. Amen. Okay. Number four. Is see another way to honor God is seeking Him in everything that we do. So I'm gonna read Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. It says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, He is the one who will keep you on track. Don't be impressed by your own wisdom or your own understanding. Okay, so another aspect of honoring God is acknowledging him as part of us. So this can be as simple as sharing with him the desires and plans that we have or asking him to guide us when we are about to make any kind of decision. And that could be, again, as simple as Not that this is simple, right? It's a big decision, but what job to take, what job to apply to, um, or even asking the Lord what school, if you're thinking about going to college, is going to be the best fit for you. Um, Doing this is such a beautiful act of surrender that God in return promises to honor the desires of our hearts according to his will. So yes, we give up some things, But honestly, every single time I have decided to surrender something to the Lord, even if it was something that I wanted so, 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 so much, the Lord has never, ever disappointed me. And even better, the Lord has never, ever given me anything less than that of what I maybe wanted before. So sometimes he asks for something, and I always think about this uh, picture that I saw going around on social media of a little girl holding a teddy bear. Um, and Jesus is asking her to give up this teddy bear, to give him this teddy bear. And the little girl is really hesitant and doesn't want to let go of the teddy bear. But behind Jesus, what the little girl can't see is he's holding this giant Better, bigger, more beautiful teddy bear, and so I think about that all the time. When when the Lord is seriously asking for me to give something up, to surrender something, and I'm like, okay, Lord, it's hard. It's a very difficult um, decision to make, but I know that at the end of this, you are gonna honor the desires of my heart because I was I was able to honor you and in obedience in this area. Amen. It's beautiful, and again, I challenge you to try that. And then the last one that I wrote on here um, is desiring to reflect Jesus's heart and character. And First John uh, chapter two verse six it says, "Whoever says he abides in Him ought to walk in the same way in which He walked." For us to fully understand who Jesus was and how he behaved while the years that he was here on earth. Obviously, we have to read our Bible. Um, but we know that Jesus came to completely redefine and replace the Jewish law, which sparked a lot of disagreements, especially amongst the religious people. Now, I'm not saying that for us to honor God, we have to like completely go against the religious practices of this day. Yes, it's important to understand the truth, but I'm talking about the characteristics and behaviors that Jesus modeled when he walked on earth, which we are to also again be a reflection of him. Um we know that Jesus was always moved with compassion. We know that Jesus loved and accepted the unlovable. We also know that he forgave, prayed for, and healed um, sick people, and he brought deliverance to those who were oppressed and demonized. He always spoke the truth. He always had an intimate relationship with the Father, and was guided by the Holy Spirit. Wherever Holy Spirit will lead, wherever the instruction of the Father was. That is where Jesus moved, and so I think that if we take the example of Jesus and being in relationship with our Father and allowing Holy Spirit to guide us in every direction that we go, if we ask the Lord to make our hearts break for what breaks His, to um, help us move with compassion, to you know whenever we see somebody who is in need, um, to not just kind of turn away and pretend like we didn't actually see what happened so to be moved by compassion um, to help the people to reach out to those who are in need then we will be able to reflect Jesus's heart to okay one last thing to forgive the unforgivable because that's who we were at one point you know the the condition of our hearts and the condition of our lives when Jesus came and died for us and freely gave us this gift of salvation. We might have seemed, we might have uh, felt like we were unsavable, but the Lord came, set us free, gave us a hope and a future. Amen. So let us walk And be transformed and be renewed to be a reflection of Jesus for the people that don't know him, the people that are crying out for a savior, or even the people who don't realize how much they are in need of being fulfilled and being satisfied by the only one that can satisfy. Amen. So I hope that you guys take these steps and these these areas in our lives that we can start honoring the Lord in. And like I said, I challenge you to give them a try and see how the, how the Lord then begins to bless you because he honors the desires of our hearts when we seek him, when we honor him. Amen. So thank you for listening in this week. I hope that you guys enjoyed this topic. Please follow me on Instagram where I usually upload um, updates on when and what I'm uploading for that week. And also, I always ask for some reviews. So if you guys can leave some reviews, I would love that. All right. Well, God bless you all and have an awesome night.